You're listening to an audio sermon from Harvest Bible Chapel in Oakville, Ontario. For more information, please feel free to contact us by visiting our website, harvestoakville.ca. Amen. Good to be in church, isn't it? Isn't it? Praise the Lord. Hey, why don't you grab a Bible and uh, open it to the book of Proverbs, specifically uh, Proverbs chapter 3. That's where we are today as we begin a new series going through different aspects and passages within the book of Proverbs. I am very expectant and excited for the series, and I pray by the end of this message you will be with me as well. So welcome then to this series which is called uh, The Worth of Wisdom. Welcome to The Worth of Wisdom. This sermon series is specifically designed to extract spiritual gold from the book of Proverbs. We are seeking to mine spiritual gold from the book of Proverbs. And in my opinion, this series will be one of the more important series that you will hear. Why do I believe that to be so? Because it's difficult, listen carefully, it's difficult to assign the appropriate value to the life that lives with biblical wisdom. What I'm trying to say is it's hard to exaggerate the worth of biblical wisdom within our lives. Wisdom, as God is going to go out of his way over and over and over again, God is going to show us, and I pray it's going to overwhelm us, of how much he cares about his wisdom being seen in our lives. This is what God has said, and this is what we must then take in. So there's a graphic for the series that we are using, and it's right here on the screen. And the graphic is the image of a treasure chest, which is kind of being cracked open, and the discovery of all the value of the treasure within. So we're not going for the material treasure in this series, but I like this graphic a lot because what we're doing, and for some of us, it's for the first time ever. We're cracking open this treasure chest of wisdom, and my prayer is we will see and assign the problem proper value that wisdom can hold within our lives and it will transform us and change us. So we have before us, we're all holding in a sense with our Bibles a treasure chest and we're going to open it Hopefully it's not kind of creaky because you open it a lot, so it's nice and smooth. But, but anyways, you open it and you discover, this is incredible. Look at what God wants to impart to me. Look what God wants to do in my life. It's all here before me. It only comes from Him. I want my life to be changed by it. This is the worth and the value of wisdom. So let me just give a sample from God's word of how much God's word says and assigns to the blessing of wisdom and the value of wisdom. So I'm going to take all these truths just from Proverbs 2 and Proverbs 3, not including our passage today. So all of these truths relate to wisdom just come from two chapters excluding our text today. On the screen for you, here are the blessings and the value of wisdom. Uh, first of all, wisdom understands the fear of the Lord. Uh, that, that's a big deal. You take out wisdom, no fear of the Lord. Wisdom understands righteousness and justice. That's also a big deal. Chapter 2, verse 9. Wisdom enters and penetrates the heart. We took all of August to understand how massive the heart is. The heart is everything. Wisdom is so tied to the soul, to the heart of our lives. You take wisdom out, you're missing out. Wisdom causes your soul to be pleasant. That's pretty powerful. Chapter 2, verse 10. Next slide. With wisdom, discretion watches over you. Wisdom guards us. Wisdom protects us. Take out wisdom, lose discretion. 
with wisdom, understanding guards you. Again, protects us. Sets us on a path that God chooses to bless. Wisdom delivers you from evil. Chapter 2, verse 12. Yes, please. Wisdom delivers you from lustful evil. It's wisdom that causes us to avoid. You know how much the Bible has to say about lust? I mean, we're going to find that out within this series. This is a huge deal. You take out wisdom, you fall to lust. You put in wisdom, you understand the appropriate dangers. You go in another direction. Next slide. Just from Proverbs 2 and 3. Wisdom causes you to walk in the way of good. Yes, I want that. Wisdom causes you to keep paths of righteousness. Chapter 2, verse 20. Wisdom leads you to favor and good success. Chapter 3, verse 4. Favor and good success. Wisdom. Wisdom leads to favor in the sight of God and man. This is one of my favorite prayer requests for my children. Even though God's favor and his sight and of man. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom does this. Next slide. Wisdom makes your paths straight. Wisdom heals your flesh. That is awesome. We're going to see today that wisdom brings long life, riches, and honor. The totality of wisdom's blessing is, is quite remarkable. And in some sense, it heals your flesh. Listen, it refreshes your bones. See, it's more than just making smart decisions. This is, this is a way of life that changes literally how you feel at times because it's God's spirit working through you. Wisdom eliminates fear, chapter 3, verse 24. I think we have one more slide as well. Wisdom causes you to sleep well. All in favor? Hey, but Listen, the Bible tells us. It's not my words. It's God's word. Wisdom causes us to rest well, to sleep well, because we're, knowing, we're in line with what the Lord has for us, and therefore it's amazing how the stress and anxiety and the fear goes away because we have the peace of God that is upon us. We'll see that in our text today as well. Wisdom does not fear evil. Amen. Wisdom trusts the Lord. Of course it does. And wisdom invites the blessing and honor of God. Chapter 3, verses 34 and 35. So that's a sample the Bible says about wisdom. Uh, yes, please, sign me up. Sign me up for wisdom if this is the reality of what wisdom brings. And I hope already you're looking at wisdom maybe from a slightly different angle and you're starting to be convinced too. So let me just say right off the bat, I have an agenda in this series. And the agenda is this, is to utterly convince you by God's word as to the worth of wisdom. And why and why? Well, we just went over that, but I want to bury you in the worth of wisdom. I want to consume you with the worth of wisdom. I want to pour on you what the Bible says about wisdom and it's worth so much that in the end it's like a, a parent tickling a child and the child says, stop, I can't, I can't take it anymore. I kind of want you to be that way to say, it's so much, I can't take it anymore. I get it, I get it. That would, that would be answered prayer in my regard of what we're about to do within the book of Proverbs. And why is your pastor so obsessed with wisdom? Well, here's, the, here's really the heart of this all because, listen, my heart for you, wisdom, wisdom will save you from so much unnecessary pain, heartache, and misery. That's what wisdom does. And my heart for myself, for my wife, for you, for the church, my heart for you is that you will not have to go unnecessarily through pain, heartache, and misery because you will be seeking to live a life of wisdom because wisdom invites us to blessing, honor, and life. But if we're going to do this, we must build our lives on the principle and the worth of the value of wisdom. This, I mean, this is true. Too many forfeit wisdom for the sake of foolishness. We're going to learn today that foolishness, it doesn't give anything to us. So in the name of Jesus Christ, my prayer is right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, foolishness ceases and wisdom begins for so many. Wisdom is a top five principle of, of my life. 
It's one of the top five biblical principles I think about more than any other. And the reason for that is the reasons we're going to see within this series as well. I'm praying it will be the same for you as well. See, what we see here in the book of Proverbs, and I'm going on about this because I'm trying to just, I want to be convinced you by God's word. God cares so much about his wisdom in us. He cares so much about his wisdom being seen in us. Therefore, we must care to the same degree as he cares for what he wants to see in us. So within this series, we're going to look at wisdom for a bunch of different people. We're going to look at wisdom for the irreverent, wisdom for the money-hungry, wisdom for the loose-lipped, wisdom for the lazy, wisdom for the proud, wisdom for the envious, wisdom for the lust-filled, and so on and so on. I believe it's going to be great. But today we get started with an introduction as to the worth of wisdom. So before we do that, I want to I pray for our time. Lord, we are about to enter into a mine of spiritual gold. And I pray, Lord, we would extract much. I pray by your Holy Spirit, as wisdom only comes from you truly, that you would impart to us and you would find hearts that are asking greatly and being convinced of how valuable wisdom really is. Today we learn it in our text, Lord, that wisdom is more profitable than gold. Help us to believe that's true and help us to live as such. So God, we cry out from the beginning, please, O oh Lord, would you grant wisdom. Holy Spirit of God, teach us now, convince us. The starting point is believing your words are true over the lives of this world. So I pray, Lord, that is happening in men and women and children. I pray, oh God, how great it would be. This church will be different as we walk in the way of wisdom. It will. It will transform our lives and transform other lives around us. And so I pray there would be such a sense of humility in us. We'd be so teachable, so hungry, and so wanting to learn to say that we need your wisdom, oh God. May it truly be as valuable to us as it is to you. I pray this now for this series, excited for the weeks to come. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, Proverbs chapter 3 Verse 13, check it out. Proverbs 3, verse 13. Blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. For the gain from her, that's wisdom, is better than gain from silver. And her profit, wisdom's profit, is better than gold. She is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her right hand, and her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her, and those who hold her fast are called blessed. That's our text for today, and I want verse 13 to serve as an introduction to where we're going today. So take a look at verse 13 again. It says this, A blessed is the one who finds wisdom and the one who gets understanding. Notice that verse 13 is operating as a beatitude of sorts. Reminds us of Matthew chapter 5. Notice the familiar phrase, blessed, which literally in the Hebrew carries the meaning of happy, meaning uh, fulfilled, meaning satisfied. Blessed, happy, fulfilled, satisfied, uh, joy being found are the ones who find wisdom, who gain understanding. So loved ones, right from the start, I implore you to wake up and smell the wisdom. 
And here's the truth of wisdom right from the start. It's this, ready? Wisdom loves wisdom. If I were you, I'd write that down, get it somewhere on your heart. Wisdom loves wisdom. The person who is wise loves the truth about wisdom. If you are wise right now, as you hear the introduction to this series, you're starting to get fired up in your spirit because the wisdom within you knows that wisdom is right and you need more wisdom. Wisdom loves wisdom. The Holy Spirit's not trying to trick us right now. The Holy Spirit is telling us straight up in God's word that the wisdom-filled life is the blessed life. With wisdom comes honor and favor and blessing from God without question. Right there in verse 13. Blessed or happy is the one who finds wisdom. Blessed or happy is the one who gets understanding. God right now is exhorting all of us towards wisdom. Towards wisdom. He wants us to get wisdom. Because wisdom loves wisdom. So this is a great time that you have the opportunity to turn to your neighbor. And you can say, it's time to wise up. There you go. Go ahead. Have some fun. Have some fun. It's time to wise up. Time to wise up, Eric. Time to wise up. Wise up. Wise up. It's time to wise up. Amen. You guys always have so much fun with those things, which I love. Look now, look now, though, as we get started to look at, look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5. Here's what the Bible says about wisdom. I just want to, I'm trying to overwhelm you with how much the Bible talks. Proverbs 4, my Bible doesn't have to turn a page. To look. Proverbs 4, verse 5, check this out. Get wisdom. Verse 5, chapter 4, verse 5. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget, do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her wisdom, and she will keep you. Love wisdom, and she will guard you. I love verse 7. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom! Isn't that great? Isn't that so great? Not my words, God's word. I feel like something I would write down. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom! See, the wise person loves wisdom. The person who is wise wants to be wise. The person who is wise values wisdom. So the very beginning of wisdom is, you got to get it. you got to get it. And whatever you get, notice verse 7, whatever you get, get insight. So the Holy Spirit through Solomon right here is saying, listen, whatever you get in life, whatever you're going to do, man, go for the jackpot. It's called wisdom. More than money, more than advancement in career, more than relationships in this world. If you get wisdom, you have value in your life. Begin wisdom is this, get wisdom. Whatever you get, whatever you get. Get insight. Notice in verse 8, prize her highly, she will exalt you. I mean, do you believe that? Because God does. She will honor you if you embrace her wisdom. She will place on your head a graceful garland. I mean, this is incredible what God says about wisdom. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Again, I'm trying to overwhelm you with how much the Bible explains as to the worth of wisdom. So let's get back to our text today, and here's the question we're specifically answering today. Why is wisdom worth so much? We've answered that in many ways already. We're going to answer that specifically from verses 14 to 18 now. Why is wisdom worth so much? I have five answers on the board today, and the first answer is going to be this, because of the profit it yields. Wisdom is worth so much because of the profit that it yields. It yields a profit that can't be compared with anything else. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 of chapter 3. For the gain from her wisdom is better than gain from silver, and her profit is better than gold. Now at times throughout Proverbs, wisdom is personified as a woman, as as is the case right here. Now the reason for this could be many, but certainly one of them is Proverbs for the most part is written in the context of a father teaching his son. 
The father is exhorting his son, a young man, towards the principles of wisdom. So Proverbs is directed at young men, of course, not exclusively, but certainly with purpose within our context. So the idea of wisdom being personified as a woman would speak then to the relationship that is to take place between a young man or any person and wisdom. So every young man, the father, every young man will anticipate a lifelong relationship with a woman. But the wise young man, as the father's instructing the son here, a wise young man will also anticipate and desire a lifelong relationship with wisdom. And in this case, we can call her woman wisdom. And what the Bible's telling us right now, there is no true wisdom apart from biblical wisdom, woman wisdom, which is God-given wisdom. So this becomes brilliant Holy Spirit authorship. Taking the context of a father instructing a son and saying, son, in the same way that you passionately desire to find a wife in your youth and to embrace her with your life, in the same way, pursue wisdom and embrace her as well in the same way with as much affection and passion that it may go well with you. Because as you embrace your wife, that is good, but as you embrace the relationship with wisdom as well, that is also very, very good and will find blessing in greater ways to even impact the relationships you have on this earth. Son, embrace wisdom in the same way that you would embrace uh, your wife. So this past weekend, I had the chance of going away with, with my wife. And we were celebrating uh, a couple of things. Uh, one was uh, 10 years uh, here at Harvest Oakville. And just the chance, it, it's a big deal to me to stop and to recognize the grace of God at certain times. And we were given the opportunity to do that. Just her and I going away was it was really special to me for sure, and uh, no offense, kids, but it's just, it was just so nice to be just undivided attention from my wife. I love it. I just, I crave it. it. It's so great, and we're also celebrating the fact that I was, I was starting to get old. I turned 40 last weekend, and so I'm, I'm getting older now, whatever. I'll stop. You know, no, 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 I don't do any of that. I don't do that. I don't do that. But we just, we had the chance to get away and, 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 and to be together, and the reason I bring this up is we were at this place where we had a chance to do a lot of walking. And I found myself as we were walking, and again, when there were no kids and, and around, and I had a chance to be with my wife, and I found my arms around her a lot. I just had my arm around her a lot. I was walking with her and seeing these kind of neat places, and my, my, my hand was holding my wife's hand a lot. And then, and then we walk again, and I, I put my arm around, and I'm, I'm just like, wow, I'm just I'm really embracing my wife a lot. And why, why am I embracing my wife a lot? Because I love her. Because I love her. I love being with her. I love holding her. She's God's gift to me. And in those moments, you see so clearly just how special and precious she is. When you love someone, you embrace them. When you love someone, you embrace them. This is the context of Proverbs. When you love wisdom in the same way. See, in some ways, I should have uh, my wife in my right hand and wisdom in my left, you know? Right? In some ways, that's what the Bible is saying right here. In the same way you embrace the wife of your youth who you love, you embrace wisdom. And wouldn't you know it, as you embrace wisdom, it causes you to love your wife even more because you start to hear from God and see from God and know from God the path from God, for the peace of God, for the blessing of God in your life. Wisdom affects everything, everything. But this is the context that God wants us to see within his word. If you love wisdom, you embrace wisdom. You embrace it. You love her, as the Bible says. Back to our text, verse 14, notice, for the gain from her is better than gain from silver, and her profit is better than gold. Now, now, 
when I read verse 14, this is one of these verses where I say, child, did you just hear what God said? Did you just hear what God said? Child, are you listening? Like, like, did you take at face value what God just said in verse 14? I mean, God said that wisdom is better gain than silver. And wisdom is more profitable than gold. Did, did, did you hear that? Are you reading the same Bible that I'm reading? Because if that is true, and it is, that's a big deal. When you understand that wisdom is more profitable or more valuable than silver and gold, it changes who you are, what you do, and what you desire to be in this life. It changes your life. Because it has your value system turned upside down from what the world says your value system should be. But God says so clearly, wisdom is of greater value than silver and gold. The Bible is telling us as clear as day, your bank account of wisdom is worth infinitely more than your bank account of money. Question, how much is in your wisdom account? We spend a lot of time thinking about our earthly finances. We spend a lot of time. How much time do we spend thinking about spiritual wisdom? See right here, see right here, no, no, notice this. Notice what the Bible's doing right here. Right here, wisdom is either found or lost. Right here, you choose to operate on what God says or what you think is right in this world. Do you believe God is right? Do you believe that wisdom is of more value than silver or gold? See, because wisdom loves wisdom. Why is wisdom worth so much? Because it yields more profit than gold. Now, the first point, first answer goes in with the second answer, so I want to get to the second point. Why is wisdom worth so much? Number two, here's the second answer. Because it's precious in nature. It is precious in nature. Look at verse 15. She is more, wisdom is more precious than jewels, and nothing you desire can compare with her. So why are silver, gold, and jewels so precious? Why are they worth so much? It's because they're so difficult to extract from the earth. There's a reason that dirt isn't worth a whole lot. And there's a reason that jewels or gold or silver are worth so much. For instance, you could go and buy a bag of dirt, 20 pounds, in fact, of topsoil, nice dirt. For 10 bucks, sometimes five bucks if you get a good deal. Five bucks for 20 pounds of nice dirt. 20 pounds of gold will cost you today $370,000. $370,000, 20 pounds of gold, five bucks for 20 pounds of nice dirt. Right? Now listen, listen. Consider then the worth and the pursuit of wisdom. Wisdom is not just difficult to find. Wisdom is impossible for us to mine or find on our own. Wisdom only comes from God. And that's what makes it that much more precious. But let's go back to the gold example for a second because our world is obsessed with gold as a representation of money or value or worth. Uh, let's take, uh, in history, um, the California gold rush. I like history sometimes in this way. It's really neat to learn about different things. I studied a little bit this week. The California gold rush took place from 1848 to 1855. And think about it, in this day and age, over 300,000 people rushed to this gold scene in the hopes of becoming rich. The city of San Francisco exists today because of the California gold rush. People were sailing in from all over the world, risking their lives and often dying at sea in the pursuit of gold and the desire 
for gold. In fact, it was amazing that people on the eastern shore of the United States, traveling across the U.S., I guess would take too long. They found it easier to get in a ship and to sail all the way down the Atlantic to the bottom of the tip of South America and then back up the other side all the way up to the shores of California, 33,000 kilometers at sea, taking over eight months and often dying and losing their lives in the attempt to find gold. Now, as believers, here's our challenge. As believers in Jesus Christ, forget the gold rush, we need a wisdom rush. We need a wisdom rush. Why? Because it's worth more. It's just flat out. Can you imagine if we attempted to find wisdom in the same way that we attempt to find gold? But the difference between searching for gold and finding wisdom is gold comes from the earth, but wisdom, again, only comes from God. And that's why wisdom is worth more. Because when you get something from God, it is more precious than anything that has been made here on the earth. Listen, one is not born wise. Wisdom truly only comes from God. True wisdom is born of God. That is precisely why then too, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Proverbs 9 verse 10, next week. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Nothing equates with the wisdom of God. But listen, God is willing to hand out wisdom. Amazing. Amazing. Reminds us of the story of King Solomon who wrote most of Proverbs, not all of it, but most of it. And God says to Solomon, ask what I shall give you. And in wisdom, Solomon asks for wisdom. And then God then responds and says, wisdom and knowledge, listen, listen, are granted to you. See, God is the giver of wisdom. In James chapter one, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously. God is the only one who can hand out wisdom. So stick with me then. That's why a true wisdom rush is really a God rush. The closer you are to God, the more you love God, the more you depend on God, the more you connect with God, the more you glean from God, the more you're built in the word of God, then the more wisdom naturally flows into your life. Because a wisdom rush is a God rush. God is the one who holds wisdom. That's why devotional time is so critical. That's why church is so critical. Just think of what you're hearing right now. If you don't attend church today, you're missing out. You're missing out. You're not hearing what God says about wisdom to understand how valuable wisdom is. That's why small group is so critical to reinforce the things that God wants us to know and see. God is the giver of wisdom. That's why we love him. That's why we pray to him, because we, need, because we need him. So a water fountain is a wonderful source of, of refreshment. God is the only source for wisdom. If you don't drink from a water fountain, you dry up pretty quick. If you don't drink from the fountain of the Lord, then you dumb up pretty quick. You do. Because to drink from God's fountain is to drink in Wisdom. Look at more incentive from verse 15. So wisdom is more precious than jewels, and listen, nothing you desire can compare with her. I mean, what a statement that is. Nothing you desire can compare with her? So here's a question. What do you desire in life? Go ahead, think about it for a second. What do you desire? What do you desire? What did you desire today? What did you desire yesterday? What did you desire this week? What do you desire? What do you desire? Whatever your answer was, God says to you today in his word, nothing you desire compares with wisdom. Nothing. Really? Well, that means, I mean, no offense to the other things that we desire. No offense, then, bigger house. No offense, getting better clothes on some shopping spree. No offense, more money and a better job. 
No offense, bigger muscles so I can impress people. No offense, nice vacation. Like all these things that we desire, God says today, that's, that might be fine in one sense, but compared with wisdom men, they have nothing on wisdom. Let me just read it again. And nothing you desire can compare with her wisdom. Wow, sign me up for that again. Sign me up for wisdom. Why? Because to live with wisdom is to live with a fulfillment and a satisfaction that is like no other that no amount of money could ever produce. See, loved ones, loved ones, look right here, look right here, look right here. If you are wise, you will start to believe this. You will start to believe this, that there's no greater fulfillment or satisfaction or joy that is found like there is in wisdom. Not in, not in the money that you want to make, not in the stuff you want to get, not in the things in life you think you need, not in the, the rest you want. There's, there's nothing that compares. That, that's what God's trying to say to you. So if you're wise, and if I'm wise, we believe this and take God at his word and it starts to change us. Our minds become renewed and our hearts start to get stirred and we start to walk in faith for what God actually wants to do within our lives through wisdom. This is why wisdom is worth so much. It profits more than gold. It is precious in nature. Answer number three, why is wisdom worth so much? Because it results in prosperity. Wisdom results in prosperity. Look at verse 16. Long life, so imagine woman wisdom holding out her right hand and left hand. She's about to give gifts to those who pursue her. Long life is in her right hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Gifts of long life, riches, and honor. Basically, in the Old Testament context, what every person longed for. Long life, riches, and honor. But I believe what's ultimately behind this is the overall blessing that results from wisdom. Another way to look at this is wisdom blesses, foolishness kills us. So consider how damaging foolishness can be to help us understand why wisdom brings long life, riches, and honor. Think of how people's health are brought down. Physical health through foolishness is brought down and at times to death because of foolishness or sinful behaviors. Uh, Drugs and alcohol can cause people to die because of foolishness in the way that they take care of or don't take care of their physical health. Stress and anxiety that cripples us due to our foolishness literally takes years off our life. Literally weakens us in a physical being because our spiritual place is not where it needs to be. Foolishness literally can kill us. Think of the honor that people have forfeited because of foolishness. Think of the wealth that people have squandered because of foolishness. Think of the damaged reputation that foolishness can bring. Think of the devastation of soul that foolishness can bring. Think of the pain and misery and heartache that all stems from foolishness, utter foolishness. You see, see, this is why then wisdom brings long life, riches, and honor when you look at the damaging effect of foolishness within our lives. So when you replace foolishness with wisdom, then enter prosperity. I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel. Let's give me a break. I'm talking about the idea of living in the blessing under the rule of God for your life and therefore knowing the path that he would have you know. I want to I keep breaking this down as practical as we can get it. I think that really helps us. That's part of what Proverbs wants to do. It's what I want to do. Let's take the issue of our finances, for example. Foolishness versus wisdom. This is going to be really simple, but I think it's going to be helpful. Question, when it comes to our finances and wisdom versus foolishness. Do you live beyond your means? If the answer is yes, that is foolishness. 
Do you live within your means? That's wisdom. It is that simple. I spend more money than I make. Hmm. Foolishness. I don't spend more money than I make. Ta-da! Wisdom. What a concept. What a concept. I only spend the amount of money that I make. Wisdom. But the person who doesn't do that enters into all these turmoil, stresses, creditors. I mean, the biggest stress on marriage often is money. Just, just stop long enough to consider, how do we get to this place? Just, just the, the principles of wisdom are not in place in 99.9% of the times. And you create for yourself situations of heartache and stress and misery often. Do you buy and hoard for self-kingdom? More stuff, more stuff, more stuff. Foolish. Am I, am, I, am I accumulating for myself things that moth and rust will destroy? Foolishness. I mean, how else can I say it? Jesus makes that really clear. Or am I giving generously to the kingdom of God that will have eternal value for, again, all of eternity? Wisdom. Wisdom. You know, like, um, like just this morning, I was in Psalm 49, and I read in Psalm 49 where it says, don't envy those who are getting wealth. I'll just paraphrase. Don't envy those who are getting rich because when they die, they can't take their wealth with them. And when they die, their glory they had on earth goes to nothing, and they literally go down to hell. I, boy, I said, boys, come over here. Come over here. You need, to, you need to see this. And I just started teaching them, just on the, on the, on the wisdom to say, listen, don't be envious of those who are getting rich in this life, because the moment they die, that's not going to mean anything. The only thing that matters the moment you die is where you stand before Jesus Christ, and then you'll start to see some riches. Then you'll see some riches in the air and say, what is that? That's just wisdom. That's just wisdom. Why would I pursue and be jealous over people who have more than I do when in the end I understand it will have no value whatsoever? But foolishness says, no, no, I want it now. This life is the one to live for. I want more stuff now. Foolishness. You agree? I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, we gotta tell ourselves this every day as we fight the battle for wisdom over foolishness. Do you spend impulsively without thinking, without asking God? Foolishness. Do you ask God what he thinks about something before you buy it? Especially a major purchase? I just think that's, that's wisdom. It's wisdom. Let's talk about honor. Honor. Just practical things about honor. Because the Bible says here that wisdom leads to honor. So do you mistreat your spouse? Unkind to her or him. Don't respect her or him. Don't love her or him. Foolishness. That's not going to produce honor. That's going to produce dishonor. Do you honor or cherish your spouse as the Bible instructs us to? It's just wisdom. It's just wisdom. You win with wisdom. Do you neglect your children? Is it more about your time, your stuff, your hobbies, your thing? Foolishness. Do you love, invest, and spend time with your children? Wisdom. Do you seek to serve self? Is it about you? Foolishness. Are you motivated in the kingdom of God to serve others because Jesus Christ has loved you so much and, and compels you now to serve and love others, that's wisdom. My point is this. The difference between dishonor and honor in our lives is founded in wisdom. It's just simply operating at the principles that God has given to us because we believe he is right and that he's smarter than we are. See what, again, the Bible's trying to do in verse 16? It says, wisdom's blessing is long life, riches. It's just trying to motivate us to say wisdom works. Wisdom is amazing. 
Wisdom carries such value. It's motivating us to say, yes, I, want, I believe in this. I want this for my life. Why is wisdom worth so much? It profits, it's precious, it brings prosperity. Answer number four, because its paths are pleasant. Its path is pleasant. Look at verse 17. Her ways, wisdom's ways, are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. I love that. So the path of foolishness, you could describe it as dark, very hard to see, tons of potholes. Fallen trees everywhere, roots that we keep tripping on, dark, scary creatures hiding in the woods trying to devour us. As you walk the path of foolishness, listen, you you find yourself tormented, uneasy, and terribly insecure. That's what happens from foolishness. But the path of wisdom we're learning is pleasant. It's sunny, it's bright, it's full of life, scary creatures, doesn't matter. Peaceful, beautiful stream of life-giving water beside you. Take a drink whenever you want. Flowers are blooming, temperature's nice. It's pleasant, it's just pleasant. This is wisdom. Now, no, let's be clear. The path of foolishness is the easier path to take, but it's ugly. But the path of wisdom is the harder and more difficult path to take, but it's the path that is pleasant. Why is that true? Because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In Jesus Christ, we're promised life gets harder, but we're promised life gets better. And when you know that you are safe from sin, when you know you have the peace of God from the blood of Jesus Christ, when the gospel is running through your mind and heart and soul, and you know you are destined for heaven and no one can ever take that from you, that brings a peace that the world dreams of that is only found in Jesus Christ. That is the path of wisdom, that is the truth of the gospel, that is the way to walk in this life that allows us to have peace in the midst of our turmoil, uncertainty, and chaos. Jesus Christ brings a peace that is literally supernatural. That is in tied with the path of wisdom. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the fruit of wisdom and the path of peace. It is, it is pleasant. You know, I've always loved to say, and I say this to whoever I can, whatever, just, 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 just listen, the ways of God just work. They just work. The ways of God just work. You root that in the gospel with true faith in Jesus Christ, they just work. Why? Because God is God and we are not. Wisdom understands that. Wisdom accepts that. Wisdom lives in light of that. And I think what, what, what Solomon here, led by the Holy Spirit, is trying to get us to see, and what this father is trying to say to the son, listen, son, you'll be tempted by the world in all these different ways, but you have to believe, listen, just how utterly satisfying wisdom is in the light of the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. It was like a, a few days ago, as I reflected upon the grace of God upon my life, and took enough time to just recognize blessing after blessing, a wretched sinner like me, and just the, the, just, just the grace, the grace. You just see grace, every, everything, all good, good, all good gifts come from heaven, Father of lights in heaven above, everything, everything of any good, it's all grace, it's all grace, it's all grace. And when you see the grace, grace, grace everywhere, what happens, you get very, very humbled, God gets very, very exalted, and tears well up in your eyes and stream down your cheeks as you are overwhelmed at the joy and the beauty of your Savior who has set you free, who lets you live, who gives you all these things, who entrusts you with this and that, and who's moving through, it's just just overwhelming. And the feeling you have as you have that moment of perspective and seeing and walking in the ways of wisdom of God It literally feels in a way that I've never known in any part of the world other than Jesus Christ. It is so utterly satisfying. It is so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's so glorious. It is so meaningful. It is so eternal, lasting. You're like, nothing compares with this right now. Nothing in this world compares to what I know and feel right now, rooted in the grace and the wisdom and the pleasantness and the peace of God, which he can only impart. And when you have that, you want nothing else because you have him. That's the fruit of wisdom. That's the fruit of wisdom. 
and it makes all the things that we rush to invest in in this world seem like this. That's why Paul said, I count all things as loss compared to the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. It's just wisdom. That statement is a statement of wisdom. Its path is pleasant. It's pleasant and full. All his ways are peace. Why is wisdom, wisdom worth so much? Because it profits, it's precious, it prospers. It's pleasant. And how much do you want to bet my fifth point has a P in it as well? Answer number five. Because it holds the power of life. It holds the power of life. Look at verse 18. I mean, this is, this is quite something. So the Bible now says to us, wisdom is a tree of life to those who lay hold of her. And those who hold her fast are called blessed. What the Bible here means by tree of life, I believe, is that wisdom brings vitality, energy, empowerment for life. Because foolishness drains us. We know that to be true. We need, we need to know that. Foolishness is exhausting. Foolishness kills us. But for those who hold fast to wisdom, to lay hold of wisdom, notice the last word in verse 18, and notice the first word in verse 13. That is called an inclusio. It's a bookend to a passage. It begins with blessed and ends with blessed. With intention, by the Holy Spirit, as this is written down. What's God saying to us? He wants us to be blessed. Begins with blessed, ends with blessed. Everything in between that sandwich of blessing is wisdom. God wants you to be blessed. He's, try, he's, he's going out of his way to say, my child, my child, wisdom is the path to blessing. Now, as we conclude here, some of you are like, okay, I'm convinced on the worth of wisdom, but like, Robbie, I need some, I need some intentional spoon-feeding application right now. Like, like, what do I do? Like, 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 how do I now pursue wisdom? And I'm hoping that you have a sense of that, but let me just, for the sake of, 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 of basic, basic application, uh, let's just, we'll put these things um, on the screen here beside me of, of what do I do now, Rob? What do I do now? Well, here's, here's what I suggest you do now as you are convinced as to the worth of wisdom. First one is this, convince yourself of wisdom. That is the absolute starting point. If you don't believe wisdom is worth more than gold, you're not going to care about it. But if you believe that wisdom has more worth than gold, it'll change your priorities, it'll change your life. you got to convince yourself that God means what he says about wisdom. If it, if, again, if, if this doesn't happen, none, none of the rest matter. You have to believe that God says what he says, he means what he says. Convince yourself. Believe in the value and the worth of wisdom. And when that happens, number two happens. Then connect to wisdom. Four C's, by the way, four C's. I can't, I can't help it, right? Convince yourself wisdom. Number two, connect to wisdom. You say, well, how do I connect to wisdom? Well, you're doing it right now. You've showed up at church. You have your Bible open, I pray. You are taking God at his word. And now, see, now the key is, well, what do you do tomorrow morning? You gotta connect to wisdom. Uh, why do we pray? You want to connect to wisdom. It's so basic. I can't tell you. The, I mean, if I took a survey right now in this room, how many are doing a consistent pursuit of God through the word and prayer? I mean, what would the stats tell me? It's less than half or, or worse. That to me is crazy. Why is that? I, I don't know what the stats are in this room. I'm just saying from general Christian statistics, less than half are pursuing God on a daily basis. I don't get that. Because every time, what I do is I convince myself, without God, I'm dead. 
So if I don't connect to God, I got nothing. You think I find it easy to lead this church? Are you kidding me? On my own, I'm done. I'm absolutely smoked and toast and refuse on the, on the ground apart from the Lord. I have to connect to him to have anything to say at any time ever. So I don't wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to get my check mark from God so he'll pat me on the back. Good boy, Robbie. No, no, no. I'm connecting to God in the morning. I wake up early for a reason. Because I need him. I need him. I, I believe that I open up to God's word. I'll be transformed as it happened again this morning. Imagine that. It's that big. And you got to pray. Connect to him. Small group. Church. Personal. See, you're, you're, you're convinced of what is true. Convince yourself. Connect to him. Thirdly, cry out to him. Cry out. If anyone you lacks, ask. And I think, this, I think this cry out. See, if you're convinced, I think it'll lead to crying. Good crying, though. Like that. Cry, 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 out for, cry out for wisdom. Right? And, and listen, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, listen, listen. This, this is so key. This is so key. Are we asking for it? Because only he can give it. Again, it's not something, I'm going to try harder. I'm going to try harder, right? See, connecting is not trying harder. Do you hear that? It's motivated in the gospel. It's the passionate pursuit of the God who has loved you and saved you. You want to be them because you love him, and then he gives to you as a result of loving him and connecting. Not trying harder, it's, it's loving more and saying, oh God, I need, I, need, I need you to do this in my life. And sit down with your wife, your kids, or your, your friends, whatever it is. Like, oh, we need your wisdom. You know how much elders of this church pray for wisdom? So you convince or connect, you cry out, and then fourthly this, you will capitalize on wisdom. And what I mean by that is you will have the opportunity today to operate in wisdom. You have the opportunity this week to operate in wisdom. The Holy Spirit will give you door A of wisdom versus door B of foolishness. Choose door A and you win. Choose door B and you lose. So when you have the opportunity, take it. Take it. And then watch blessing flow. It is that simple? It is that powerful? Let's pray, loved ones. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. I continue to be utterly amazed at the depth and the riches and the wisdom that is found within your word. And I pray right now the people of this church at Harvest Oakville are being utterly convinced that you are right, that you mean what you say, that wisdom is more profitable than gold, that nothing we desire can compare with wisdom, that wisdom is a tree of life, that wisdom is the path of peace, that wisdom is the way that is pleasant. Please, oh God, would you in this time, in these next couple of months as we go through this series, would you change lives as to the worth and the value of wisdom? May it be so. How awesome that would be. How exciting it would be. The blessing of long life, riches, and honor that are found within the way of wisdom. I pray this, Lord, and asking this only from you. In Jesus' name, amen.